And when we can bend and mold and change, the whole world wins. It, we just feel so much better because of it. And I think this year, more than any other year, because of the pandemic, we have had to make those last minute changes and had to make them work, whether it's with childcare or jobs changing, um, just even day to day things. Like there's a lot of transitions and transformations that had to be made this year. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. Today is exciting. We're celebrating our 50th episode. 50 is starting to sound like a legitimate podcast. I think if people found herself today, they'd have a lot of episodes that they could listen to. And it looks like we mean business. We've been showing up every single week for almost a year now. Today, we're going to get into some major life lessons that we've learned as we've A, grown older, and B, Now we've had 50 episodes, so we've talked to a lot of experts and done a lot of research to get to this point. Yes, and as a numbers girl, you know how milestones just thrill me. So we have a lot to celebrate today. Along with 50 episodes, we've had almost 600,000 downloads. And downloads is kind of that bar that podcasts are judged by, so this is really exciting for us. We've also had over 1,200 reviews and ratings. That's all of you. That's all of you listening. So thank you again so much for that. Today, we want to take an episode to celebrate what has been, but also what's coming. So stick around because we're going to tell you more about that. Okay, so we'll get into it. Uh, Let's talk about lesson number one. Lesson number one is that nobody has it all together. If there was one thing that we set out to do, it was to bring an honest peek into our lives and make sure that you guys know that you're not alone. Every woman has struggles. One of my very favorite episodes and experts, Molly Millwood, spoke about this in episode 11. She, in her book, describes this woman that comes to her office On the outside, she looks like she has it all together. She's presentable, meaning that she's very well-dressed. Her hair is done. Her makeup looks good. She had a beautiful baby bouncing in her lap. That was the surface. As soon as Molly, a therapist, started to scratch the surface, tears flooded. The woman felt so very overwhelmed in her role as a mother. Molly was thinking, gosh, you would never be able to tell that she was struggling by the way that she looks and the way that she presents herself. Um, So time and time again, you guys, we've learned that nobody has it all together. A lot of people like to put a facade up. You know, as humans, we don't like to talk about our weaknesses. We prefer to present our strengths. The problem is because so many of us do that when we're looking around, all we see is everyone else's strengths. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're quite literally putting our best foot forward. Um, 
So that is one message that has resonated throughout so many of the episodes, including Molly's episode. And it is one that, you know, I've really taken to heart and put put into place in my life. Completely. And I think it's easy for us as we look around the world, as we talk with people who we know, the people close to us, the people not so close to us, we do think that other people have it better than we do. It's an easy... (laughs) Hey, Owen. It's an easy thing for us to just fall back onto. One thing that I hear about over and over and over again and just think about as we have these therapists on is that no one is immune to these. So I think about therapists as having it having it all together because they have the tools, they have the resources, they have the education to know what to do when they are having toddler disagreements or issues with their spouse. But it's not like that. Like they have the same types of struggles, the same types of challenges that we all have. And Dr. Reem, so that was episode 27. Right now in this postpartum season, this one is, is, is hitting me especially strong. I've gone back to listen to this one a couple of times since Owen has been born. She's so vulnerable with her words and it just makes us not feel so alone. Um, I'm also finding very specific things about Colin, for instance. So as I think about Colin, I look at him and he seems so strong right now. He seems not tired. He seems like he has it all together in a sense of we have this tiny little baby at home and I feel like I am drowning sometimes. Like I feel like I'm I'm struggling. And not every day, but definitely often. And she does remind us about postpartum depression versus baby blues and how baby blues are very common. I think she mentioned that upwards of 90, 95% of women are affected by baby blues. So knowing that makes me not feel so alone. It makes me feel like, okay, these are hormones. These can be emotions. Well, yeah. When you were talking, number one, every therapist that has come on here has shared struggles that she has personally. Mm-hmm. Just to say, even with all the tools in the world, they're still living the human experience, which is challenging. It has highs and lows. You're interacting with other people <laughs> that don't have training. Um, so I think that that just kind of highlights the point with Colin, with Drew, our husband's what I have found to be really helpful is to give Drew the opportunity to share his struggles. We were having lunch the other day and we got into a a serious conversation about how he is doing. And I think for people that were raised as males, society conditioned them to be strong Mm -hmm. and to, Mm -hmm. to appear to that they have it all together But if you ask the right questions and you give them space, they can share in their struggles. And I've found that that is super important in our marriage so that I'm not the one that is playing the murder or acting like every single thing is on me, but like asking my partner, what what are you struggling with? Like, what could I help you with? Um, And then the last about postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, These are really common things. These are things that we wanted to give a platform to because a lot of women are going through them and they are suppressing them or trying to act like it's not as bad as it is because everyone just in our culture, it seems like everyone just wants to be strong. They want to seem like they have it together. So these are real issues Um, But the more of us that are willing to be vulnerable and say, hey, you know, that was a really hard season for me. That was a really hard season for our marriage. 
I think that just opens the door to other people being like, oh, okay, like I'm not alone in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Me too on that. So another lesson that I've learned in these last 50 episodes is that the world is a lot more gray than it is black and white. Um, I brought this up several times. From our very first episode, I've spoken about how that black and white way of thinking has just been part of my life forever. It's comfortable for me. But I also think, is there a way that I could have a life that's just not so this or that? Like, is there a better way of thinking? Um, I've had this very, very specifically with food. So maybe for you right now, the struggle is eating really well for the entire week and then having that weekend slide, that totally cheating on the weekends. In episode two, we brought this up with our own personal experiences with this. And then Melanie Rogers on diet culture in episode 34. Our expert, oh, she just opened our eyes to so many of these issues surrounding specifically food and that black and white way of thinking and eating disorders that are surrounding this type of diet culture. I know just with like Colin and I, sometimes I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to start over tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm going to be a really great wife. I'm going to be an awesome wife and an awesome spouse. But right now, I need to just lay it all on the table. That resonates with me because after our second came along, after Trey was born, there was just this underlying like resentment, annoyed feeling I had towards Drew. And every day he would come home from work and I would be a little passive aggressive or aggressive aggressive. And then the storm would pass, the dust would settle and I would be like, oh my gosh, another day that I kind of was not kind to my spouse, like, or we had a bad moment because I just have this like trigger that I'm doing so much at home and he is working and then coming home. And um, so just to say that when you're in that cyclic behavior and you're always thinking, okay, tomorrow is my day. I'm going to say sorry today and then tomorrow I'm going to refresh. I actually think it was more helpful to start to like find out what my triggers were, stop myself before I had like the statement that flew out of my mouth. Like essentially I just slowed down. Um, but if you're always waiting on tomorrow to change something, tomorrow is always tomorrow. It never floats into to today. So I would just say, think of it as, you know what, I gotta, I'm gonna start to at least be aware of this, like why I'm treating my spouse this way today, today. And like, I can't always give myself the cop out that I'm gonna improve it tomorrow. And when we can bend and mold and change, the whole world wins. It, we just feel so much better because of it. And I think this year, more than any other year, because of the pandemic, we have had to make those last minute changes and had to make them work, whether it's with childcare or jobs changing, um, just even day to day things. Like there's a lot of transitions and transformations that had to be made this year. And continuing to live with that black and white mentality, it stressed me out. Like it totally stressed me out. Yeah, it was like this was the year where black and white absolutely was not going to work. Um, I think other years work, it could work a little bit better this year. The pandemic, the election, everything was like, nope, not this year. Like you cannot be so black and white. Like for me, I try to manage my excitement, my, my expectations for things, even like a birthday party, you know, like this year, I'm like, it could be that one of our kids has a fever. 
we've got to cancel everything. You know, it's just this year where you you have to be a little bit more fluid. It was also quite the year to start a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, here we are on episode 50. And Amy, you do a really good job, really good job of living in the gray. Yeah, I think last episode, we talked about type A versus type B. So well, I appreciate if that if is that a compliment? Yes, one hundred percent. I am a giving big that to gray you person. Oh, but where I wish I could take all the credit, and I have worked on my mindset. I do think I was just born to be a little bit more fluid and flexible, and that's just the way I am. So I tell Abby, I'm like, I don't ever think that you're probably going to become a big gray person. But are there ways that you could look at your life and tell yourself, where is black and white absolutely not working? I know for you, one was food. Like it's black and white is not working when it comes to what I'm consuming. That's an area where I have to go ahead and change it. Um, I would take a look at my life and say, where is this not serving me? Where is this making things very stressful? Maybe for some of you that looks like, your house having to be a certain specific way, but you also have three kids. Like that might just not work right in this season for you. And then as a person that lives more in the gray, I understand there's areas where I need to get more black and white. Like Drew, this morning he goes, Amy, open these two bills. Like bills are black and white. They're due on a certain day. So like I have to, I can't think the whole world just is going to allow me to be gray. I've got to take a hold of some things a little bit more firmly. One of the most important lessons that I learned from the podcast this year is that being honest can save you a lot of time and a lot of energy. As women, a lot of us have been conditioned to be people pleasers. And I think that this is why it's hard. This is why it's hard for us to decline an invitation. This is why it's hard to get out of a friendship that isn't working. This is why we're afraid to be the difficult one inside of a family situation. But this year, and with the help of my therapist, I really have focused on transparency. I am like addicted to it. (laughs) I'm like, okay, listen, I'm going to tell people the truth. Like there's a certain way of doing it with grace. You don't have to say every thought that flies into your head, obviously. But when I'm able to be honest about the way that I am feeling or, you know, declining an invitation. I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not coming. It just frees you up of so much mental energy. Like no longer do I have to be like, oh my gosh, I wonder how Abby is going to take this, you know, and practice your delivery in your head over and over and over again. I can just be like, you know what, Abby, this does not feel good to me. Like the way that we are trying to get so far ahead on the podcast doesn't feel good to me. A solution would look like this. And Amy, you said that so perfectly well with, here's my issue. And then you brought forward a solution. Like how perfect is that? Right away, you're able to think through it. We're able to talk through it. And we'll be able to get a lot of practice with the people who are closest with us because 
as we all know, we're going to have more issues, but also more time to practice um, with being able to say no. And if you are having an issue with this right now in your own life, episode 24 on the power of no would be a great one to follow up on. It goes through boundaries. It goes through the fact that no can be a complete sentence. Um, It doesn't have to follow up with a because statement, but if you feel more comfortable, you definitely can start off there. Yeah, I loved when Ashley in the episode about in-laws was talking about how boundaries are actually super healthy for relationships. They make for better relationships. It's not like you are being difficult by saying like, hey, you know, I can't let you talk to me like this because this makes me feel uncomfortable when we're together. It makes me feel resentful when I leave. Like, set your healthy boundaries and your relationships will really thrive. And I can personally speak to that this year. So then the last, the fourth lesson that we wanted to talk about um, is that winning an argument is not as important as finding a solution. This is something I've learned over the last 10 years (laughs) that Drew and I have been together I used to operate on such a lawyer type of way. I would like argue with Drew. I wanted to point out why he was wrong. I brought in like old fights, like looped everything back around. It was like, I literally wanted to like make him feel bad. And now when we're working through something that comes up, because of course we're married, things come up, I can more calmly sit down with him and say, Drew, this is not working for me. Here's why. Here's a solution from what I see. Like, this is what would feel better for me. Like, what is your side of it? And when Drew's been on the podcast in the in the past, he's spoken to this. Like, we're almost robotic when we talk. We're almost like, you know, therapists would be very happy with the way that we talk. But it really does work. Like some of these things that Abby and I bring up, experts bring up, you could almost roll your eyes. I could feel like 24-year-old Amy would be like, you guys, (laughs) like stop. But then when you actually practice it, even if it does feel a little bit robotic, when both people in the relationship are seen, are heard, they're respected, they have space to say their side, we're able to come to a solution a lot faster and like we don't have to go through the whole extreme of like both of us are so mad raising our voices like looping in old arguments and then we we both kind of feel bad about how we handled it and then we're going to apologize and then we're going to it just like makes you feel more steady steady yes and right in that gray so not black not white but feeling right in the middle And it might feel weird to have those scripts at the beginning, but the scripts are going to feel more normal. You'll start to sound a little bit less robotic, and it'll be just a normal part of your conversation. It's like big little feelings. Oh, completely. Yeah, They give you scripts to say Mm -hmm. to your toddler, and eventually you're going to figure out what you want to say. It's just like, here, if you can't think of anything, here's the script to say. So I won't have to look at my phone on the exact prompts (laughs) the next time that he pulls out the purple plate and he wants the blue one. Your child acts out. 
hold on. I know Big Little Feelings has a post on this. We wanted to end today by having some fun, kind of recapping what has been so far. So Abby, what has been the biggest surprise for you about the podcast? The thing that has surprised me the most is how many people have found herself. So you listeners are doing such a good job with sharing with friends, sharing on Instagram, sharing on Facebook. And I want to give a couple shout outs to the people in Chicago, Madison, Centennial, Colorado. We have a huge following out there. Minneapolis, Atlanta, also all over Texas. Thank you, all of you Texas listeners. And a huge shout out to Lake Stevens, Washington. You guys joined with the financial episode and have stuck around. So thank you to all of you. Okay, Amy, over to you. What is the biggest surprise for you so far? For me, it's been the guests that we've been able to land. Like, I think you guys might know by now, I geek out for authors, for therapists. Like, to me, those people are more celebrities than celebrities are. Like, I just get really excited. So, Jancy Dunn, Dr. Lisa Pressman, Dina and Kristen from Big Little Feelings, Tiffany Aliche, Cara Lowenthal. Like, it just makes me feel so good that we've been able to land these guests. Every single person we've had on has brought so much value, but a lot of them we had a personal connection. My sister had to say yes to coming onto the podcast, but these women that have no idea who we are said yes. And so I think that the future is so bright on who will be able to land. Speaking of that, who is your dream guest? Dream guest. I would have to say Shauna Nequist. I've read all her books. I worked through her Bible study with our life group. Present Over Perfect literally transformed my way of thinking when I read it several years ago. It's one that I try to read every single year, go back to because the concepts are just so good. But also, I would love to do a group episode post-pandemic, maybe have a tour, and hear from everyday women, hear from our listeners on what's working well for them. So maybe stay tuned for that. Amy, what about you? I would say my dream guest is Brene Brown. I love her teachings, and she seems so down-to-earth. Undoubtedly, I would learn so much from her, and I would love to ask her questions that I haven't heard her answer before. And I've listened to so much of her stuff, so I feel like I could write that episode. The last thing that we wanted to tell you guys today is a new offer that we have for our listeners. We have made a Patreon account. Patreon is an app that helps you support your favorite creatives. We're excited because we're going to be able to bring even more value to our dedicated listeners. So for as little as $5 a month, you'll be able to get some extras, everything from exclusive questions from our guests to we're actually going to move our book club onto Patreon. Um, And then we're also going to have downloadable resources for you, including videos. We are so excited about this. Your support would mean so much to us. And as you guys can tell, we're really dedicated to keeping our ads as minimal as possible and the value that we're bringing to the table high. So this is one where you can help us do exactly that. You can head over to Patreon and find us at Herself Podcast. So that's Patreon, which is an app. Find us over there. But we just wanted to end by saying thank you guys so much for being here for the first 50 episodes. There is so much more to come, but we are happy for what has happened so far. 